Early bird. What about him now? Well, you know. <laughs> no, no. What is it about the early bird? He gets the worm, doesn't he? From whom? Well, like when it rains. He takes the worm. That's the difference, Mike. <laughs> when you're in America, the early bird takes the worm. Mm, it's not a handout. He'll just get it. Not a handout, baby. He bootstrapped that worm. That's why they say make it rain. Only in America. That's not true. Because the earthworms come out? And they only say make it rain about money. Yeah, that's right. How are you guys not following this? Make it make make it rain, right? The worms come out. Okay. If the early No no no. How does making it rain with money make the early birds come out? Just listen to me. You'll see where the <laughs> symbolism is in just a second. Okay. Not everything has to be so literal. Jeez. <laughs> so it rains water, okay, Josh? No, it rains money. Then <laughs> then the worms come out, right? And as Mike said earlier, the in America what happens, Mike? Um the early bird gets the worm. Take, takes, takes the worm. The, <laughs> takes the worm. We went through a whole thing about that. That's fine though. God. So you damn. It takes the worm. By taking the worm, the early bird has moved on up in terms of assets, you see? So the rain resulted in that cash money. So that's why making it rain, that's that's the symbolism there. I would rather just have money and not worms. You're never going to get the worms anyway, all right? <laughs> not with this attitude. I wake up before all of you. I'm a much earlier bird. You don't just take you don't just take the worm. You take it and then you resell it for more than you took it for. I don't just resell it. I use it as a material in a complicated manufacturing process that results in something way more appealing than worms. Silk? Worm burgers. You're listening to Instead Of, a hypothetical podcast with Josh Harrison, Mike Bogart, and me, Dapanjani. Here's a thought I had a few days ago. <laughs> it's funny because you said timely. I was just thinking, hey, guys, how come there hasn't been any innovation in Gatorade cooler technology in like 60 years? Like, give me something. It's the same thing. And then I was just, I, I kept thinking mm. that thought, and then I realized... I re- I don't need to think this. It's because it's totally fine. Like it's perfectly done already. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Why why fix it if it isn't broke? So anyway, you said timely that one had 60 years in it. It was the least timely observation I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Gatorade coolers? <laughs> you know what they could do to Gatorade coolers? They could make them easier to tip on a coach's head. You don't think they're easy enough right now? They got handles on both sides. They do have handles on both sides. They could have a spout. Yeah, they could have a spout. And also, those handles are connected right at the top, so you have to rotate the entire thing. If they made those handles uh, go into like the middle of the barrel part of the cooler, it would rotate much easier. It would take much less effort to rotate that. You know what I realized? That at some point, there must have been a water boy who had to move water like jugs without any handles. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a that was a feature that was installed later. Handles. Oh, that poor kid. Can you imagine just like hugging barrels of water across football fields? That's miserable. Okay. I'm pretty sure that 
Water boys have existed for less time than like handles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there are those people in the olden times that like had the the like piece of wood that went along their backs like a yoke and they had like two barrels of water on e- mm-hmm. either side. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's tough. That existed before water boys. <laughs> no, that guy was a water boy, dude. <laughs> right, sure. Water boy one. See? There's always a water boy before there's water boy technology. You know that. But it required handles. Those were using handles. Handles were like invention two behind the wheel. Honestly, that you might be right. Handles are really, really useful. Yeah. You think handles were the second invention? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. Spears. Spears have handles. No one says don't try and reinvent the handle. But I kind of like that because it's, it's don't, you know, just keep it a handle. I know what it's for. The handle is maybe even more perfect than the wheel. Holy shit. <laughs> How have I never noticed this before? Yeah, think L- about it. Life without handles? Oh, my goodness gracious. The handle can't be any other way. Can you imagine riding the teacups at Disneyland without like that little circle handle in the middle? <laughs> the steering wheel handle? Yeah. Have you ever been to Disney World? That would be a a horrible ride. No, it's a fine ride because you get pushed back anyway because of the spinning. (laughs) No, no, no. Hang on. I I know it's a fine ride. It sounds like you really like it. I'm not saying it's a bad (laughs) ride. I'm saying that without the spinning thing in the middle for you to like hold and handle this, it would be awful. You don't hold it. It's not to stabilize yourself. It's so you can make yourself spin faster. Yeah, I know that. But imagine if it wasn't there. It would suck. The ride would suck. No, they would just make it spin faster on its own. They have the technology to do that. Who is they? Who are they? Mr. Disney. The Disneys. I thought you were pro-handle. Why are you saying that without a handle that they could solve their problem? I don't want some anti-handle talk. You just flipped. You're a (laughs) flip-flopper. This is the one instance. This is the only instance in human history where the handle is superfluous. Well, shit. We're just making discoveries all day. So remember how I told you that the coolest things happen at work? <laughs> uh-huh. Well. You've never said that. Wait. <laughs> I recently saw an astronaut speak. An astronaut? Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that. Oh. I was going to pretend. <laughs> Stop pretending, Mike. Take it easy on Mike, okay? Just hang on. <laughs> so I was at, you know, as he was talking, and it said that he had lived in the space shuttle for, or an international space station for, uh, like a calendar year i was like oh my god but like after his talk i realized that no matter what anyone who could like prove to me that they actually were an astronaut i'd like instantly be in love with them i just think (laughs) that's so cool what you do it is pretty cool so what i was gonna say is instead of astronauts for me what is the career for you guys that when you hear about someone like having that career you're like oh so cool (laughs) hmm Mm. That wasn't even timely. That was space timely. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't everything space timely? Yeah, but this one was more than everything. Yeah. I think a brain surgeon. Oh, really? A brain surgeon. Yeah. Brain surgeons are really kind of... uh, Like, think about how complicated your brain is, and these people know how to do surgery on it to fix it and make it better. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And they have to, like, cut open your head. 
Yeah, your skull needs to be opened. It sounds insane as I'm as I'm <laughs> hearing you guys describe what it is. It is a very odd profession. Yeah. We're going to take out like just a little chunk of your skull and then oh, like mess gross. around. Yeah. And maybe remove some of your brain and they have to know which part to remove and then like get it right. Guys, there there are people in the world right now getting trained on how to do that. Take brains out of people's heads. <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> it's wild. Gross. So yeah, that's pr- that's probably mine. I don't think I've ever met a brain surgeon. Is that perverse? Is that a perverse career to have? Or are they like just being really helpful? Because like, that sounds weird, man. I don't think I would do that. <laughs> like uh, if anyone's just like, hey, I'll give you two billion to go mess around that guy's brain. I'd be like, no, man, get out of here. Yeah. And that's why they're more noble than you are. <laughs> So much more noble. So you think it is like a noble thing? You think it's like, you don't think it's like a weird, like all brain surgeons are just like into zombie stuff? No. How how would you know if you had a, like a brain fetish? How could, how would you know? If anyone was gonna, it was gonna be them <laughs> and the guy who like animated crying, right? Like, <laughs> Mike, what if you didn't know until you were in there for the first time? I can, oh, I uh, <laughs> I just got a very unpleasant image of like what a brain looks like inside. Dude, this whole thing is so unpleasant. That's exactly yeah. what I'm trying to say. It's gross. Yeah, yeah it's pretty gross. <laughs> okay, Mike, what's yours? I would probably say like um I would love to see uh <laughs> what the woman Whoa, what's her name? I forget what her stage name is, but um she rides this really tall unicycle. And she what? like balances these this stack of bowls on her foot, and then she's riding the unicycle with one foot out. Wait, is she, this a Bulls halftime show? It's an NBA halftime show. Yeah, dude, have I been telling you how I've been watching so many NBA halftime shows? No, wait on the yeah through the league pass. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's just kind of like they give you the in arena feed and i've seen this lady i would be impressed she's incredible right she like kicks she's unbel- actually she's like unbelievable it doesn't actually right. make any sense i've she kicks the bowl from her foot up onto her head like a stack of eight bowls while riding like a 12 foot tall unicycle no it's ama- it's amazing i've never seen her Josh, one. i swear to god she is incredible it sounds unbelievable and i really wonder like okay you wonder what makes people go into brain surgery and everything. What makes somebody go into this or any kind of like extreme acrobatic Cirque du Soleil, whatever stuff? Like, how do you know that you have this immense sense of balance and ability to perform and do it flawlessly every time? I, I have no idea. I mess everything up all the time. <laughs> today, no joke, Josh, it's funny that you said that word. No, I'm not kidding. I was standing up today, just standing up, not thinking about anything. And I thought, you know, I can't remember the last time that I actually remembered to like stay balanced and like upright. And I'm like, that's the thought I had. So to me to figure out like, <laughs> hey, hang on this flagpole sideways, I, it would honestly never occur to me. I just, I had never thought about balance. <laughs> These people live balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's her, like, her whole career is just balance. 
I'm so jealous. I wonder how much time she spends at home versus at work, though. Uh-huh. Ooh, the work life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think her, like, her social life is totally out of whack because she's so into this? Are you just stealing that, my joke and reproducing it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to do that as smoothly as I could. <laughs> The, uh, I couldn't remember what the saying is, but I was trying to say the accuser, you know. Jacques? That, yeah, I think. <laughs> that just means I accuse. <laughs> oh, I meant like the boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if you've actually read all the books that you claim to read. <laughs> <laughs> is the boy who cried wolf a book? Are you serious, dude? Yes, it's a book. <laughs> I don't think it's a it's a fairy tale book i think it's just a story in a book no it's a it's like a fable yeah. yeah is it written down yeah probably somewhere do they sell it at bookstores as a book <laughs> the boy maybe as a picture book would you get that for your kid yeah i would the boy who cried wolf it, it's it's a good lesson Mike, if you had a child that was let's say five years old mm-hmm. and you had to read them a book. Mm-hmm. Which book would you read them? Which book would I read a five-year-old? No, your five-year-old, not a five-year-old. Have have some sort of goddamn parental instinct. <laughs> <laughs> um, my five-year-old. I would want to read them. Jeez, there's this. Uh, there's this children's book author. What is his name? Um, he writes these really scary books. Uh, <laughs> okay uh interested to hear where this is going no t- tomi unger to- okay <laughs> let's say you find whatever this book is what's it about so i would want to read them the three robbers are you trying to traumatize your kid <laughs> no listen listen <laughs> it's been unavailable unavailable in english for years depriving english-speaking children around the world of one of the most memorable entertaining and beautiful storybooks ever published Okay. The Three Robbers is by turns scary, charming, and surprising. The book tells the story of three fierce black-clad robbers who terrorize and plunder the countryside, armed with a blunderbuss, a pepper blower, and a huge red axe. Oh, this poor kid. One night, they meet a small girl called (laughs) Tiffany, who's on her way to live with her wicked aunt. Tiffany, Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a lot going on. This ancient Chinese (laughs) fable had a character named (laughs) Tiffany? (laughs) No, it's it's uh it's not Chinese. He's um French. This ancient French <laughs> fable had a character named Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. I don't buy it. She's delighted to meet them. They take her back to their hideout in place of their usual hall of golden jewels. This sounds bad. Dude, do you know what this mm. is before you agree to no. read it to your kid? No. Keep going, keep going. Let's see what you've this got. This is just like the most famous one. Uh, Tiffany asks what they plan to do with their riches, but the robbers had never thought about spending money before. They soon find themselves embarking on a completely new career. They gather all of the lost, unhappy, and abandoned children that they can find, and then they buy a big castle so they can give all of the children a happy home. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's what it says. That that's a way better ending than I ever expected from the title or the first half of that. It is... Dude, I, no, it's not. They stole all the kids. 
It's it's yeah. horrible. From uh, from unhappy homes. They were child services before child services. Since it's when true. do three robbers get to determine <laughs> whether or not the kids were in unhappy situations? I'm just saying that, like, yeah, they took some liberties. <laughs> this is fucked up. They st- that's why they're robbers. They stole. They stole the kids. They stole the children. They stole their hearts, though. This is what you want to read your kid. Why? I, I'm kind of with Mike on this. With him on what? How can you? You think it's a good one? I do think it's a good one. I think that it's a good story. Yeah. I think that it also teaches your child to appreciate you a little bit more. Because, like, I don't know, if you don't want a robber to steal you and take you away, then, like, you know, maybe don't get mad at me for making you eat your green beans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really threaten a kid. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> I feel like after this one, you'd have to kind of double down on the don't take talk to strangers thing, though. <laughs> It's like it doesn't usually end up like this. <laughs> That's true. The guy in the van would be apt to say that he'll bring you to a castle. Yeah, the guy in the van with the big axe. <laughs> you know, someday they'll write a story about how we got from a unicycling bull kicker to to this. My cat likes to eat. You have a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Really? (laughs) I had no idea that you have a cat. Yes, I have a cat. Holy shit, what's its name? His his name is Zach. Zach? Whoa. Zach. Wow. He is a uh, tuxedo. He's got like mostly black with some like white on his belly. Yeah, I've had him since uh, 2008. Oh my God. Mike, did you did you know Josh was a cat guy? No, I I had no idea, honestly. Yeah, cat guy, really got a cat. <laughs> yeah, yep. Zach's great. Zach is uh has put up with a lot. I um accidentally gave Zach dog food once, <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, he likes to eat. Real quick backstory on Zach's food. Uh, so when I first got him and he was a kitten, I kept waking up in the middle of the night to this like banging sound it was just like i'd wake up and it would be like Mm. and i would get out of bed and i'd look down the hall and he'd just be standing in the hallway looking back at me and the sound stopped (laughs) what the hell (laughs) creepy and this is like two in the morning yeah real weird real weird and so one day it was so this has happened for a couple days in a row like maybe a week or something i don't remember and like I went back into the ro- into my bedroom, but I didn't actually get back into bed. And then when the banging started again, I tiptoed my way into the kitchen and I caught him. He had crawled into the cabinet. That was the banging sound where I kept his food and he had bitten a hole through the back of the food bag <laughs> oh and was just going God. to town. He does like to eat. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know if he knew what he was doing because he went through the back so when i was like scooping out of the bag i never knew seems like he knows exactly what he was doing <laughs> yeah i never noticed i didn't notice i had been feeding him from this bag that had a hole in the back wow. of it that he had been feeding from so that was one thing that happened there was another where uh, <laughs> okay look hey josh i would <laughs> love to hear more stories about zach i really okay. would okay but what's I'll, I'll, I'll cut to the timely text. one you said timely and then you told the story about when you first got him 10 years ago <laughs> all of a sudden such a proud cat father yeah i never heard about it before <laughs> so uh 
actually, this is relevant. I'm sorry, Tevin. I'm, I, I have to go back to this. So, God damn it. <laughs> so one time I was traveling. Uh, it was Christmas Eve, and uh, we had a, a friend that was going to uh, stop by and give him some food, but I was like leaving him two days worth of food. And I knew that he would like probably eat a bunch of it, but like he'd have two days worth of food. My flight ended, I ended up missing my flight. So I came home, didn't fly out until the next day. I came home, all the food was gone. It was two days worth of food that he ate in an hour. <laughs> so that was the day that I ordered an automatic feeder for him. Okay. So this is the relevant Sensible. Part. It's about the automatic feeder. Wait, can I Can I just, just for like, you know, while we're here, sometimes we like to workshop live <laughs> listeners. Here's a little workshop. Josh, like, you remember that yeah. part where you said you had to tell it? Here's, here's a way to do it. So I have an automatic feeder for Zach. <laughs> I think it like it it gives a good backstory though on why why I needed to do this. You know what else did when he like kept eating all day long out of his food bag? <laughs> that was another yeah. thing. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, automatic feeder and what he had been God doing is he would like get his food, it would come out and then he would like stick his paw up like he's trying to get into a vending machine mm. and he would like claw out yeah. a little bit more. And I think what he was doing was he was like pulling down the flap uh, so that like the next little compartment would come out. So every time he got fed, he was like one ahead of what it was because he had already pulled out his next meal. He's smart. Yeah. So um, I ended up finding out that like he had been doing this for so long that the flaps were no longer they were just shreds <laughs> so oh, no. him sticking his paw up was like turning on a faucet that just made food rush down into the bowl Jesus. so i had to replace the automatic feeder recently so here's the instead of oh good i forgot we were still doing the show <laughs> there was a good little bit there mike did you uh did you just like get whisked away into like I was. this world of it was Zach? Like I was Gray. there. <laughs> Turns out we're still doing the pod <laughs> right now. Instead of buying a new feeder, what mm. would have been a good way to keep him from overeating? Hmm. You could hide one piece of food in a different place of the house every day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that would take a long time for me to set up? It would take forever. <laughs> <laughs> but your cat would be healthy. <laughs> or you could just, you know what, before you go out every morning, just pick up the bag and just fling it across the hall, across the room. <laughs> it'll be clean when he when you get home. That's what he'll do all day. Make your own like contraption where he has to do like a full set of exercises before he can like paw at the thing. And after it paws once, mm. it'll like fling him to the other side of the room and he has to go through <laughs> the course again. So it's like an obstacle course where that's the prize. Exactly. Okay. And he has to learn how to beat it. Are cats usually good at that? I don't know. I'm going to find out. What are some uh, parts Wait, of this that, obstacle course? The tone of that question made me think that Mike is going to ask a lot of cat questions in the next <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> I mean, well, I have some. Hey, I know a cat guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know a cat guy. <laughs> Do you have any questions you want me to ask him? I can ask him next week. <laughs> So every day you come across a cat guy. Hey, Josh, can cats eat chocolate? I know dogs can't. <laughs> can they? <laughs> what is catnip? <laughs> catnip is uh, 
it's like a plant. It's uh, like a spice, basically. Um, it's like it looks like oregano, and it's related to mint, I think. And then they eat it, and then what? They don't have to eat it. They just like breathe it in i guess i think it's just the aroma because they're catnip filled toys and like they play with the toys and it like gets them high interesting then like what do they stop do talking about cats sorry <laughs> <laughs> i was vi- sorry it got lost this past thursday was uh thanksgiving in the u.s of a uh <laughs> <laughs> Mike, if if you can do this whole thing in the voice that you you just started doing it in of like a 1920 Yale football attendee, I would love it. Like it's such a good voice. I already lost it. Damn it. Oh, fuck, sorry. So, I don't it wouldn't go well. So, I was taking the train from my apartment back out to my parents' house in the suburbs and I live on the uh Thanksgiving parade route downtown chicago oh you do oh you do that's right i do well i live at the very end of the route where they do all the staging so i went out there and i was just immediately (laughs) surrounded by like there were these uh, i'm gonna save the best for last but there were these um these women women in these big dressing like giant dressing gown ball things just like covering one street there was is that uh, how you say what they're wearing <laughs> dressing gown ball well things? they're like those super poofy ones with the big hats yeah. you know there was there was a sword play guild like doing their sort like pra- practicing their fencing and stuff this is the thanksgiving day parade there was what's going on <laughs> there was grimace like from mcdonald's and a dalmatian oh nice He's yeah. welcome anywhere. He was, yeah, he was there. Wait, and a Dalmatian? Were they together? Oh, they <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> Grimace was with the Dalmatian. It was part of a fire truck thing. Okay. There was, you know, the people who roll around, like, standing inside those big metal wheels? There was a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. Like a big hamster ball thing? <laughs> uh, Kind of, but it's open on both sides. It's just like a big metal wheel. And they stand inside it and do tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, uh, the best part. There were these, there were like 15, maybe even 20 of the smallest, tiniest horses I've ever <laughs> seen in my whole life. <laughs> and they were just tied to like a stop sign, <laughs> like waiting for, I don't know what they were waiting for. Wait, like little Sebastian? Exactly like little Sebastian. There was more than one? There was like 15. Oh, my God. They were everywhere. They were so fuzzy, and they were so small. Some of them were a little skittish, but I think I was coming on a little strong. (laughs) Why? What were you doing? Well, I kind of just like, I I think I was making like this noise. Oh, my God. I like walked up to it with my hands out. I'm like, hi. And yeah. So Tappan, if he didn't lose it already, that would have been the time that he lost the Yale voice. Yeah. (laughs) awful that was awful to listen to but it was just so cool like all these different things going on and it felt like just entering i don't know some kind of like fantasy world so okay okay my my instead of is um instead of that when have you guys like accidentally watered into something cool hmm uh tappan and i were both there for this at the same time Hmm. two for one yeah it was in seattle uh there was this bar called the fun house and it was like this really divey bar where you could get like a 
beer and a jello shot together. Have I mentioned mm-hmm. this? I don't I don't think so. But so we went there one night. It's just like near the place that we were having dinner and there were a couple other people there. We were having dinner at a restaurant called Sport. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were. Sport? Yes. Sport. Sport. <laughs> and so we walk in and they had live music every night and the band that's playing uh it's like this brit rock band they had like a union jack on their kick drum and they were dressed all british and they were drinking beer out of a tea <laughs> pot and teacups that was a great show and then we found out between songs when they were talking that they weren't actually british yeah, it was, it was all just an act oh yeah not at all yeah it was awesome like the music <laughs> was good they're faking it was good they hammed it up huh. how were their accents uh ter- like terrible but like oh. <laughs> ter- terrible enough that you think of like Maybe I don't know what real British people sound like. It was like one of those things. Like I, I have only seen it in movies. So like... And so uh, they finish their set and the next band is setting up. And we realize that the bar has like emptied out into the courtyard. And we hear all kinds of yelling and everything. And we didn't know what was going on. So we go out there and we had stumbled into this bar on the night of Pizza Fest, Pizza? which is a pizza eating competition. And so... Like to this day, that is probably the most crowded area I've ever been in. Like shoulder to shoulder doesn't cut it. It was <laughs> so cramped, and everybody was just like circled around. It was so awesome, dude. It was like it sounds insane. It was. It sounds like an underground fight club of pizza. You're you're next. To, okay, hang on, just to set the stage. You're next to the goddamn Space Needle, okay? Because <laughs> Seattle doesn't know where to put stuff in order, like. <laughs> The two biggest attractions are next to, like, one is next to a strip club and the other one was next to the funhouse. And so, uh, like, in the funhouse, when you go, the thing, like, that Josh has just described, imagine you're in this bar. On the right-hand side is, like, the show that we just watched with the British people. Everyone is going to the left, but they're going out of the building of, like, a side exit. Okay. So you go outside. It's, like, a pretty decent weather day. It's fenced by, like, terrible wood post fence. In the back, like way up high, unnecessarily high, there's a basketball hoop. In the middle, there's a humongous picnic table stacked with pizzas. <laughs> Just stacked with pizzas. How many do you think? I remember like multiple piles of them, and each pile was really high. Each pile was in front of one contestant. Like that's how the game was. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, the contestant. Yeah. So Pizza Fest, what that is, is a huge pizza eating competition. <laughs> yeah. Then what? It was unbelievable. Do you remember who won? I don't remember who won, but all I do remember is the chanting. So, <laughs> like, when people just started digging in, it was like, pizza, pizza, pizza. And so imagine you're in the most crowded place you've ever been in this setting, and everybody, including you, because all it took is one chant, one word to be uttered for you to join in, and you didn't have a choice because you had to. <laughs> And then as they start, like, you know, some start getting a little bit ahead of other people and some people are taking different approaches. Like, I'm going to eat all of, like, you know, the the meat of the pizza and save the crust for last. So the chant changed to eat your crust, eat your crust, eat your crust. (laughs) That's true. It actually did get to that. It was weird. And it was just like, it was just similar to what you stumbled upon. It was just this, like magical thing where i remember we looked at each other multiple times during that night like is this actually happening <laughs> i have a shirt from pizza fest i still wear it you do yeah and, oh my God. and the color was totally 
different than what you thought because the stage lighting made it look like <laughs> green when it was purple or vice versa or something. Yeah, right? yeah. No, I thought I bought a blue shirt with like red graphics on it, but I actually bought a green shirt with purple graphics on it. I <laughs> <laughs> was way off, but I still have it. Pizza Fest sounds incredible. Pizza Fest was incredible. You couldn't, you couldn't join. We couldn't play. Oh, I remember who won. That tiny girl won. Oh my god, she was sitting yeah. at the far back of the table. She was like five foot two. I think she wolfed down an entire goddamn pizza. Like it was like an extra large thing. Unbelievable. Okay, ringer. She was a ringer. As mentioned previous, I live in Seattle, and one of the neighborhoods here, Ballard, uh, <laughs> has a big store called the Ballard Consignment Store. I think is the name of it. Um, so yesterday, I was just kind of great ad. Yeah, thanks. I was just kind of uh, walking around Ballard, taking it in, enjoying Seattle on a rainy day. Didn't want to stay inside. And I'm like, oh, I've never been to the Ballard Consignment Store. And you guys, so I know that I am I always speak in like really hyperbolic phrases and that I really get into the things I say. But this place was honest to God, ludicrously gigantic. <laughs> like... <laughs> It is humongous. Like, and it's like nothing but sofas to the point where I, one, like for one second I was thinking, for real, could you put the entire homeless population of Seattle in this store and they'd all have a place to sleep? Because it, it like really felt like it. Hmm. It was like a full city block, um, like three stories tall. Blew my mind. And the weirdest shit was happening in there. Like, these two twin sisters sat on rocking chairs next to each other and didn't talk. Oh, my. Uh, That's like out of The Shining. Horror movie. There was one of those, like, uh, what is it, Zoltar machine things that I, like, put a dollar (laughs) into. Fortune teller thing? Yeah, that fucked with me, actually. I kept that card. Holy shit. What'd you get? What fortune? I can't tell you guys. It was too weird. No, you haven't. No, no, no. no, 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 (laughs) I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Do you it. don't understand. You got a you weird fortune from Zoltai machine in a consignment <laughs> store? Yeah, so let me get to what my instead of question For the good a, of the pod. This happened. is the movie. <laughs> you don't understand. If I say it and then it comes to fruition, it's because I jinxed it. I can't jinx it. Dude. <laughs> Perhaps on a later date, we can all talk about how funny it was that I didn't say what it was. But for the time being, I can ask my instead of. Yeah, we'll talk about it when it comes true, because that's real. <laughs> we will do it on the first <laughs> podcast of 2018. Ooh. But what if something happens after that? Um, so, be, so be it. <laughs> Why are you guys allowed to risk my life? <laughs> okay, anyway, listen. So, instead of this store, where's the hidden vortex in your city? <laughs> the hidden vortex. <laughs> There is also a wild furniture store in uh, in Boston or outside of Boston called Jordan's Furniture. Oh, shit. Is this the place you told me about? Wait. Yeah. What's so wild about it? Mike, Mike, can you do me a favor? Uh-huh. Are you sitting down? I, I'm <laughs> sitting down. So you walk in and they have this like gigantic revolving door where it's just like two sides so they have like a single line that just rotates but each half of it is big enough that you could carry a couch through and i don't think anybody does that but it's big enough that you could and wait mike (laughs) yeah are you still sitting down (laughs) i'm about to i mean 
I'm getting ready. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? <laughs> it sounds insane. Each side of this, it's all glass, and they have these like displays that look like it's all Mardi Gras. The entire store is Mardi Gras themed. So you walk Why? in and I don't know. And it looks like um like you're walking through an area in Disney World where they have this setup of this like second level where there are shadows projected onto these like frosted glass windows, but there's n- actually nobody there. It's just oh, like shit. either a video replay or like animatronics. Uh. Uh. And so, yeah, and you walk through and then there's like it's a gigantic furniture store. It's like up on this hill overlooking Natick, Massachusetts. And uh they also have an IMAX theater in this furniture store. What? And yeah, right? And so when you're going up to the IMAX, it's another escalator because the IMAX has to be at the top of the top of the hill. And oh there's like this mural of all <laughs> of these photographers that are lining each side of the escalator like shoot. And each like each photographer has like an LED blast put into their <laughs> camera. So it looks like they're just taking pictures of you as you're going up the escalator. Oh my God. And then when you go into the theater, they're playing these like swing versions of like all of these songs. Like so they have like Zoot Suit Riot. It's it's still playing daily there <laughs> by the Cherry Pop and Daddy. Um Oh my God, that's the band name? Holy shit. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Mustang Sally. Uh, oh wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Absolute classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Absolute. So they're playing wait, this like Josh. Sw- Josh, keep going. Just, just enough with the theater details. Talk about everything else. <laughs> well, so the just owner do a bullet point list. So the owner of the theater comes on at the beginning of an IMAX showing and like tells you about how great this theater is and. For I see ev- that you chose to continue talking about the theater. <laughs> because they, he's like, and we got this many decibels of this, and every seat's got a butt kicker. That's right, a butt kicker, right in Why your do seat. You keep talking what? about the theater. <laughs> Stop talking about the theater. I don't Talk know. about the other thing. It's a butt kicker. It's a subwoofer in your seat, and they have Tempur-Pedic memory foam seats. Holy shit. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. I thought it was a couch, like a couch store. <laughs> like, there's way more. <laughs> and they do this promotion where if you buy a piece of furniture in like the first half of the MLB season and the Red Sox go on to win the World Series, then your purchase is free. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a deal. Yeah. Didn't this place have like an ice skating rink and a bowling alley? What, why aren't you mentioning <laughs> those things? No. It doesn't have those. why do you think Uh, it has those didn't you've told me like the extravagant like details of what's at jordan's you said tom brady goes there do you mean jillian's (laughs) wait Wait, jillian's there's two haunted like fancy (laughs) movie theater furniture stores no 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 no. jillian's is like a three-story bar that has like a bowling alley why would i talk about anyway fine that's your vortex mike what's the chicago vortex i think probably i've never actually been there but it sounds really cool uh anywhere in the pedway which is like an underground city basically i've been in the pedway with you i don't think so 
Maybe once. Maybe <laughs> once. Okay. okay. Great. <laughs> Great. Thanks. What it like? What is it like out there? Isn't it just remember like remember I worked at Groupon and like that was the place where you could go eat? Well, yeah, they have like restaurants down there. Why are you acting like you know what? There is in theory because you've seen it in person with me. I don't have any memory of doing that. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's. I, I thought you were gonna say that super cool place. Remember that day where uh, the weather in Chicago was arguably like the worst weather, like that I've ever experienced. Where it was like the raining mm. hail, like the hail slush. That day we figured out that uh, what was it like? It looked kind of like a library, but at the top there was like a billiards room and like a fucking chess game area it's a it's 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 the chicago athletic association hotel but they have a game room up in there that has like real like uh like bocce ball things you could do chess you could play billiards i think that's all the games that's a vortex right there that shit was amazing i like yeah that's a good place that's a good place a Maryland man has been arrested following an hours-long standoff with law enforcement the police say began when a family member took a blank from his blank. Mm. I think took I think this is going to be Thanksgiving themed. I think they took a roll from his plate. What if it was a blank from like his hunting rifle. <laughs> <laughs> and so he got arrested because he thought he was going to take a photo for like, you know, the postcards. Like, hey guys, watch me shoot this thing. And then he shot like an actual, you know, bullet. Mm. And so oh. the cops were like, oh. dude, hey, you can't shoot in the forest. Not anything. That would tidy everything up pretty nicely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Josh, is that what happened? That is not what happened. One of you was close, though. It was Mike. Oh. It was food-related. Standoff began when a family member took a bite from his grilled cheese sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Baltimore County Police Spokesman Sean Vinson says the dispute began around 5 p.m. Sunday at a Dundalk home. He says the man was eating with his wife and daughter and became angry when one of them took a bite from a sandwich, prompting him to fire a shot inside the house. So maybe yours actually came into play as well, Tappan. Wait, which one? Who did it? Who who, who chewed the grilled cheese? It, It doesn't say. Either his wife or daughter, it doesn't say. What do you mean it doesn't say? How can it not say? (laughs) I don't know. Wife and daughter were able to safely leave the house, but the man barricaded himself inside, surrendered peacefully shortly before 9 p.m. This means that he was barricaded for four hours because of a grilled cheese sandwich. No one was injured. Police took the man to a hospital for evaluation. Vincent says the man will face charges. I feel like you emphasized that he was barricaded for four hours. Dude, the guy got everything that he wanted just for those four hours. He got to be in a house that was peaceful. He didn't have to deal with anyone's bullshit. He probably made himself a million goddamn grilled cheeses while he was in there for four hours. The standoff ended because someone finally tried entering the home, I bet. Like, this dude was, he could have done this indefinitely until his supply of craft ran out. How much could a how, how much could a grilled cheese possibly mean to you though? I can, I mean I I I can see myself being set off by someone taking a bite out of my grilled cheese. <laughs> I could see it. I'm not proud of to it. To the point where you would fire a shot? 
Well, no, you know, you know, gun control and everything. Not a fan. Um, but you know, I, I might yell. <laughs> I might fire off like a, a shout. <laughs> I have uh, I have some advice for this guy from my brother earlier today. Okay. Uh, so we were cooking uh, right before this. We were making a meal. Uh, and we were putting some cheese on some potatoes that we were gonna eat, um, and we we're uh, we had some like cheddar cheese, and we we're talking about like, do we want to mix mozzarella in there or not? Like, I don't know. Mm. Uh, drum. <laughs> so, um, I'm like, I don't know if these cheeses should mix, and Brian was like, you know what, cheese is just cheese to me, man. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you like us, what would be great would be if you could go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, leave us a review. That really helps. We we think that's what people say. Um, and while you're there, you can feel free to subscribe and tell your friends about it too because that actually gets the word out. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Thanks. And bye. Oh, I was going to... Well, no, I'll talk about that next week. I'll talk about it next week because it's going to be great for the holidays. So, listeners, I got a story for you next week. Something great for the holidays. (laughs) Tune in. I'm not including that. Really? Dude, for real, I have a good thing for the holidays next week. Just just put it in there. It's a good thing for the holidays. Why would you do it next week? That's like next week's episode is coming on like December 4th. Why don't we do it closer to Christmas? December 4th is when you should start feeling like you're in the spirit of the holidays. What's the matter with you closer to Christmas? <laughs> anyway, we'll do it next week. I guess. Mm. That's not when you have like a holiday party, though. It's not. So now we're giving away <laughs> the subject. <laughs> Just spoilers all around. Mm. Anyway, that's fine. It's really a spoiler? Come on now. Okay, look, we can either talk about this, we can either tease what's coming next week, or we can go to one of my thoughts I had this week, which was, and I quote... Wheat thins are what I would imagine crackers made by Amish people look and taste like. <laughs> I, I like wheat thins. <laughs> Unsurprising. <laughs> wheat thins aren't bad. I agree with you. They aren't bad. <laughs> I like the ones that are like octagons or whatever. Have you had those? They're hexagons, Mike. Hexagons. Hexagons. I don't know if they're hexagons. <laughs> which ones are those? Which, he- which one is... Hmm. Oh, shit. Wait. I'm, am I not thinking about wheat thins? I think I'm thinking about wheat thins. Are you thinking of triscuits? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Trisket triscuits are the barrel of hay ones, right? Yeah. They look like they're made out of hay. That that was the joke. Here, okay, let me do it again. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. <laughs> okay, should we laugh? Ready? Should we laugh this time? Yeah, it'll be like we never heard you say this yet. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> triscuits are what I would imagine crackers made by Amish people look and taste like. Hey, Triscuits aren't that bad. I kind of like them. What? <laughs> What's going on? No, no, we don't have to redo the whole thing. <laughs> we, do, we just do the first one. <laughs> it was a good joke. <laughs>